It's Friday of the fourth week of Lent. Welcome to today's Lentcast. This is Father John Zulsdorf. Today in our Desires and Imaginations, we gather at the little church of San Vito in Macello Livier. The Vito in question was a martyr who was very popular by the 7th century. Churches were popping up all over the place in his honor, and Vito is still a popular name even now. The Roman station, however, is Sant'Eusebio. Eusebius was a Roman priest who lived in the 4th century. In 357, he defended St. Athanasius and the doctrine of the Council of Nicaea against the Emperor Constantius II, who was an Arian. Constantius had him starved to death. It is thought that he died in this place, which was his house, and indeed, beneath Santo Sabio, there are second-century houses. In this area, there was a necropolis and mass graves, some of which trace their way back to many centuries before Christ's birth. Excavations have uncovered a house from the 3rd century down here. That house that church, house church was eventually overwhelmed by the construction of a basilica in the early, early 4th century. It's mentioned in written works in 474. After various renovations, it was redecorated in the late 18th century, which is how you see it now, though the bell tower dates to the 13th century in the time of Pope Gregory XI. Inside, there is a fresco in the vaulting by Anton Mengs, Eusebius in his glory, in which the saint points to a tablet with the Greek words consubstantial with the Father. There is also a little chapel here dedicated to St. Celestine V, a pope who abdicated in 1296 and who is considered a saint in the Roman calendar. Once upon a time, the church had been in the care of the Celestine monks, a Benedictine offshoot founded by the same Celestine V, though the order has died out. It was suppressed by the Napoleonic government in 1810. Yesterday, in the traditional form of the Roman Rite, we had two readings about miraculous resurrections, one by the prophet of a widow's son and one by the lord of a widow's son. Today, we hear the gospel of the Lord raising Lazarus at Bethany. From Blessed Ildefonso Schuster's The Sacramentary. The raising up of Lazarus after he had lain four days in the grave is the most marvelous of the miracles worked by our Savior. Not indeed on account of the magnitude of the prodigy, for to the omnipotence of God it is as easy to raise to life the whole human race at the last day as it is to cause the smallest flower of the field to unfold its petals, but because of the circumstances which accompanied it. The miracle, tangible and undeniable, was worked at the very gates of Jerusalem and in the presence of a multitude of witnesses. The enemies of Jesus were so convinced of the decisive power of this new pre of his messianic mission that they even planned to do away with Lazarus and put him back again into his tomb, as though by killing him they could, says St. Augustine, prevent our Lord from restoring him a second time to life. Jesus loved Mary, Martha, and Lazarus, and in their home found comfort for the sorrows caused him by the Jews. This little family is a symbol of all religious houses, and a prototype of those loving souls who are bound to Jesus by a more intimate union. Persecuted and rejected by the world, he takes shelter in the cloister, and seeks compensation in the love of few chosen friends. He weeps and shudders beside the grave of him whom he loved, not only to show us 
how great was his love, but also to teach us that the death of Lazarus is a figure of the sentence of death which has been pronounced upon all the seed of Adam. Jesus, the friend of our fallen race, suffers death for us in his own person. He weeps tears of blood for our sakes, and at last, by the word of his gospel, calls us from the tomb to a newness of life, so that henceforth each one of us may live to God. Vivat Deo. The resurrection of Lazarus may be regarded by us also as a type of the sacrament of penance. Jesus alone has the power to convert the heart, but he delegates to his apostles and ministers the office of freeing Lazarus from the bands and the winding sheet which envelop him, so that he may henceforth be able to walk easily in the way of the divine precepts. 